0: professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, Chartered Accountants and Business Advisors. Click on FLMontreal.com.
1: 8.07 on CJED, welcome to Today's Entrepreneur, presented by Fuller Landau, a program about the entrepreneurial spirit that drives Quebec business. My name is Dan Delmar, along with my co-host, Fuller Landau's Josh Miller. How's it going, Josh? Excellent. Go Packers. <laughs> uh, now you say go Packers. <laughs> uh, our guest this evening of Telsys Communications,
2: a data center, is Philip Schumacher. Welcome, Philip.
3: Welcome. Thank you.
2: You know, tonight, Dan, we have we delve into the IT entrepreneurial world. Yes. Uh, Philip has been uh, in the computer uh, world for, oh, a couple of decades plus. Um, so, Philip, let's jump right into it and tell us, what does Telsys do today?
3: Telsys is a data center that is there to increase the productivity of the customer's IT infrastructure. Um, Our main goal is to increase productivity. Uh, People, you know, buy equipment, uh, don't necessarily know how to use all their resources. Uh, Our goal is to improve their efficiency in, you know, using a data center, which is a, uh, a center which controls uh, is a controlled environment uh, that allows us to view what you know, customer ABC is doing.
2: So is it so for businesses, they don't necessarily have to maintain their own own servers. They can keep all their data and information and processes in your, I guess network, if you will.
3: Absolutely. We take care of, you know, maintaining it, watching, Uh, that the hardware is running, if there's hard disk capacity issues that come along, uh, you know, software upgrades that need to be done uh, to make sure that the network is running without them necessarily having, uh, you know, uh, IT staff to run it.
2: So this this is not, I mean, you're doing this now, but you started in this business long before Computers and the IT world had all these, all these labor, all these people in town, and, and doing this. Where did you Where did you start?
3: Um, I initially started my main uh, career with Computerland uh, in the mid '80s, and uh, had uh, the opportunity to have a good mentor, who I you know is Harry Bolner. Uh, give me the opportunity to grow in that business from the, the, you know, the t- technology side on the technical side, touch a bit the sales environment. And from there on, I just moved, learned, uh, learned more.
2: Do you have a technical background? Uh,
3: yeah, my background is in computer science and also I touched, uh, aircraft maintenance as well as architecture. So that allows me to, you know, see a lot of things, uh, get a good overview of what's out there, and, uh, you know,
2: allowed me to move forward. So you started in computer land, I guess, as learning learning the game, learning the biz, and... You ultimately grew into that. You had a sales role. You had to kind of branch out onto your own. Your entrepreneurial side kind of starts to take over. Where do you go from there?
3: Well, after Computerland, where uh, my main uh, job was in the technical side, I felt it was a time to move forward into a sales role. I felt that... uh, uh, the technical people were maybe underpaid and the salespeople always got everything and we did all the work. So I said, you know what, I, you know, I'll try my hand at sales. And, you know, I started at Drake uh, Network Systems, uh, started in the sales role, moved into branch manager, then moved into general manager position, uh, running basically Canada and, you know, with an oversight over South Africa uh... from that point on it you know life just continued sales 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 uh,
2: uh... were you getting everything that you wanted out of that experience or you felt you had to move on at some point
3: Well, i could not control all the variables uh... when i was with someone else and i decided that you know what uh... if i have to learn something or if i have to risk something i'm still young enough let's do it so uh, you know after an adventure with uh, Drake International um, the organization decided that well it wasn't the networking business was not really their role um, I offered to maybe acquire it partners with them but uh, their asking price was slightly high and uh, I decided that it was not worth that so I decided to Talk with other people that I knew in the trade, and uh, that's where I started Westcon. I interested uh, uh, friends of mine who were uh, in the technology business distribution in New York. I bought a lot of gear from them. I sold gear to them. So we had multiple discussions, and uh, we started Westcon Canada. So I ran, you know, Westcon Canada as basically the owner we hired all the people got everything rolling uh... as westcon grew uh... you know we grew the countries grew we added australia to the portfolio we added hong kong to the portfolio uh...
2: it was my responsibility you know i i just want to come back to it you said one of the reasons you left was you didn't quite see eye to eye, and you didn't quite have the same control over things where you it sounds like you had at westcon are you a controlling person
3: uh, No, but uh, to get work accomplished you need to be able to control the variables that are out there it does not mean the person has to control <laughs> but you know you need to know what's out there and uh, if you could control it you know you could get you know you get your results
1: for people like Philip, who are specialists uh, in a field, and then who go on to be to, ma- to be managers, it must be difficult time to, sometimes to to let go and to not be so hands on. Did, did you find that was the case? Uh,
3: I learned um, in the early days: take the emotions out of the business, and you'll see, you know, pretty clearly where you want to go. Keep the emotions in, you're going to go sideways, left, right, and you know. You have no choice. Business is hard. Uh, there's nothing easy in it. And we need to make sure that, you know, what we're looking for, uh, we want to accomplish. So,
2: It's interesting, you know, for Philip, you talk about keep the emotions out of it. There's so many entrepreneurs and, and certainly in Quebec, we are an emotional society. And there's a lot of people that think with their gut, that think with their heart and don't always act with their head. And there, there, there's nothing more dangerous or potentially more dangerous than an entrepreneur totally going off the deep end with their heart. you got to run a business. You have a duty to yourself, to your ambition side, to your people, to your family. And you do. I totally agree with you. You do have to sometimes or most of the time take the emotion out and really look at it from an objective nature. And I think when we come back after the break, we'll talk and see how you are able to impart that and deal with your people in that regard.
1: Today's Entrepreneur on CJAD, inspiring stories from outstanding business people. Our guest this evening, Philip Schumacher of Telsys Communications. And more with Philip in a moment, 8.15.
0: For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, Chartered Accountants and Business Advisors. Click on flmontreal.com.
1: Welcome back to Today's Entrepreneur, presented by Fuller Landau, Dan Delmar, along with Fuller Landau's Josh Miller, and our guest this evening, Philip Schumacher. He's of uh, Telsys Communications, and uh, we're taking a look at the IT industry uh, this evening. And we were talking, Philip, earlier about, um, as an IT expert, uh, once you get into the managerial roles of giving up some of that control, and, and part of that is, is really looking for the right people and, and finding the right people uh, to, to work for you, to do that uh, dirty work. How did you manage to do that?
3: Um there's no secret uh you know behind that uh, it's a lot of hard work. Um you interview a lot. You meet a lot of people, you get recommendations, people refer you and you try and build a team that fits well together. You can't have all leaders, you can't have all followers. You have to see, you know, what each person can do for you and how do you how do you fit it together in a puzzle?
2: It, it's interesting you mentioned you can't be all leaders and all followers. I, I totally agree. but how do you find that leader? And when when you're creating or surrounding yourself with those people, can you identify them quickly are they you know it comes back to the age-old question are leaders born or are they made? Uh,
3: I think you know uh, they're made but you know you still need to you know have the feeling in your blood boiling that you you have to have a killer instinct um if you don't want to participate if you don't want to do things with a group then you can't be a leader you know um you know certain sales are very good salespeople, but you know you put them into the sales management role they they can't accommodate the rest. Um, it It's hard.
2: Earlier, I asked you a question if you were controlling. But in the same breath, I'll say, if you find the right people, are you a good delegator and coach?
3: Yes. Uh, um, I'm always interested in giving more and more responsibilities to my employees. Uh, I am looking for them to take the challenge and move forward. Creativity is... You know, and innovation happens by letting people do what they think is good. And even if they deviate a bit from the exact role you're looking for, uh, if you come at the end and you achieve the goals you're looking for, you know, they're doing a good job.
2: Do you expect them to challenge you or do you expect them to, are you always giving?
3: Uh I hope they challenge me. Uh, You know, I'm looking for someone to take my position one day. Uh, So I like challenges. I like betting. I like, you know, I I like having fun. Uh, So I expect my employees to do the same thing.
2: But are you worried one day? I mean, I know a lot of entrepreneurs sometimes keep some information very close to their heart. They're, you know, it's their business. It's their baby. Are you worried one day that, one of your key people can just get up, walk out, and compete against you?
3: No. Um, I try and stay in contact with all my customers and all the customers. So, uh, you know, I take the phone calls from everyone. Uh, I call, I check. Um, You know, for sure, an employee can try it. But, you know, again, if you build good relationships with your customers, you really shouldn't worry
1: about it. And with your employees too, I imagine.
3: Same, same uh, thing.
2: Loyalty, I mean, goes a long way. I guess it's and it's certainly a give and take relationship. Uh, you know, I guess is how would you describe your style with your people uh, as an overall, Philip? Uh, what's worked for you?
3: Well, I try and teach them. My, my goal at this point uh, is to educate them, mentor them. Uh, allow them to improve in their career decisions to move forward. Um, I'm there to help out. If they ask the questions, they'll always get the answers. Whether they like the answer, that's a different story. But they have to learn and uh, I'm there to help them learn. I have the experience. I gladly give that experience as something that I can contribute in, you know, uh, getting their career
2: to move forward. Have you been disappointed or really let down at one point?
3: Oh, It's happened numerous times where, you know, in the interviewing process, you know, you don't know if, you know, the person is going to be a good candidate or that. You you see it after a couple of months. You know, some people have a good way to hide things. And, you know, they have their own agendas. And, you know, you try and figure out what the agenda is. You try and, you know, have the same agenda. But, you know. Uh, i've had you know some mishaps or bad hires and uh, you know i'm not ashamed of it I have to learn it made me work harder
2: i think I think when we come back from the break I mean they're all good information and and good stories and lessons to learn there's two philosophies you're either empowering your people and letting them help you grow the business or you're keeping it cl- and you're a little more closed-minded and you're keeping it all to yourself uh one tends to work possibly that I've seen more better than others. Uh, And I think when we get back from the break, we'll kind of explore that a little bit and talk about how Quebec has been able to uh, bring the Labour team to you. Today's Entrepreneur on CJAD, it's 8.23.
0: For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, chartered accountants and business advisors. Click on flmontreal.com.
1: 8.24 on CJAD, our guest on Today's Entrepreneur is Philip Schumacher of TelSyst Communications.
2: We were talking about people and finding the right people and leaders and and really surrounding yourself with a great team. It's you're dealing with a business that uh, certainly can be international in nature. Uh, So I I guess I'm curious, Philip, uh, how do you find, why would you situate yourself in Quebec?
3: Well, the the first reason is all the family is here. (laughs) It's a good reason. Uh, Secondly, we have a good multi- multicultural um, environment um, that brings a lot of experience from other places. And it's critical to grow uh, any organization by taking the experiences from other locations. And uh, you know, you always learn, you're not there. You know, I always learn something. Uh, an experience from someone will teach me something new.
2: You've dealt with other regions around the world and other economies. Um, Do you have a comment about how we operate in Quebec, whether it's the bureaucratic side, whether it's the government side, whether it's the people side?
3: Um, I think uh, all countries have their pluses and minuses. Uh, All provinces have pluses and minuses. Um, You can't get the perfect world, but, uh, you know, if you could balance it out, and look at what the good pieces are and the bad and uh, you know you should get something that's pretty decent uh... you know we always complain about you know uh... the lack of experience of certain uh, you know individuals through the schooling system the experience that they get um, you know yes and no
1: do you find that the government here in quebec is supportive of uh, of the it industry um,
3: I've been very much on my own so I don't see you know the the government involved as much uh, uh, what I see a lot of is uh, you know the government has a lot of old equipment uh, they are not investing in their infrastructure um, so sometimes when we you know get you know uh, requests we look at it and we say oh boy but, you know, uh, everyone has to invest. If you you want to get productive, you know, you got to put some money into it.
2: You Have you been able to take advantage of some of the, I guess, the, the incentives, the government incentives, whether it's research and development uh, or what have you as a small business and certainly in the IT sector?
3: Well, in Telsist, we have uh, a research and development uh, arm in it uh, where we're creating some software to help the uh, small and mid sized uh, organizations to support the, the, uh, the security aspect of their networks. So w- we're working on it. We're trying to create a product, which is, you know, t- in today's world, the big organizations can pay for all the resources, but the small and medium-sized businesses can't buy all these different applications, whether or appliances to support their uh, IT infrastructure.
2: Did you ever think of doing something other than the IT industry? I mean, as an entrepreneur, you ever like, wanted to get into something all, you know, quote bricks and mortar? Uh, you know, I'm in
3: the real estate business. Uh, I've had a lot of fun in it. I've learned a lot. Uh... And, uh, you know, I play in the mining, in the junior mining business. Uh, and I think if we look at the news, copper is going up. So uh, we're involved in that. And uh, I help out here and there. And, uh, you know, I like to learn.
2: Is it a conscious decision or do you look out and you say, you know what, I can't just do one thing. My, my heart's in other places. I've, I've mastered this. I want to go on to something else. Well, what, what drives you to go on to the next project?
3: I feel all the different, uh, you know, if I look at the facility side of my business in the uh, used equipment part of the business, the recycling, the data center, they all fit in, t- you know, fit together uh, as uh, if you want to run a data center, you got to know your facilities side of the business. You need to know how to buy your equipment. You need to know what is required. And then the data center side, well, you know, you need to know how to surf, uh, sur- uh, service your customer.
1: Coming up after the break, a more focus on IT issues on today's entrepreneur. Our guest, Philip Schumacher of Telusist Communications, and also the IT director from Full Orlando, uh, Kevin Ammerman, will be by uh, to talk about uh, IT issues for your business. Uh, right now, CJD time is coming up to eight thirty.
0: For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, chartered accountants, and business advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. 8.34 8.34 on
1: CJAD. Today's Entrepreneur, presented by Fuller Landau, a program about the entrepreneurial spirit that drives Quebec business. Our guest this evening is Philip Schumacher of Telesyst Communications, and also uh, along in a few minutes will be Kevin Ammerman, the IT director of Fuller Landau, to talk about how you can, uh, uh, I guess, help get the ball rolling uh, for, with IT in, uh, in your business. And Josh, we're talking about uh, how Telesyst is really an international company and how that could be
2: uh, uh, tricky sometimes. I think for, for SMEs, for entrepreneurs, as they deal because they're dealing internationally whether they think they are or they're not they're clearly dealing internationally and what what I wanted to get to and I wanted to ask Philip the question is when you're dealing with banks your financial institutions do they understand that and and how Philip how has been your experience uh, with dealing with your financial institutions your bank uh, throughout the your entrepreneurial career
3: um, initially it was pretty difficult um. A lot of the banks had to use other banks to do transfers uh, or payments. Uh, So, say, example, you're in Montreal and you needed to do stuff in Australia. There's, you know, there's no Canadian bank that is there, you know, doing the work. Uh, So, over the years, we looked and we looked. And there, there is one bank that is basically everywhere. So, for... Any organization that needs those resources and uh, can use, uh, you know, a computer system to manage their cash, uh, you know, uh, it's extremely important because, uh, you know, you're trying to pay some trades and uh, the money's not there. Why isn't it there? Well, the fax from one bank didn't arrive at the other location or the instructions did not arrive. Um, When you have one point to go to or one organization and you say, where's the money? You know, you have the money. Why isn't it in this country and why isn't it dispersed? So, you know, there's a lot of things to look at. Um, Also, if you deal with an organization that has uh, branches globally, Uh, You have one account manager and basically they're responsible for the relationship and then you have the local people in the local countries.
2: So you're saying as large and as, uh, as many assets as our Canadian banks have, you would still prefer you think on an international scale It's better to deal with a bank that's really worldwide.
3: Well, Well, you know, I could say I deal with HSBC and I've been quite satisfied with their services around the globe. Whether we did work in Australia, Hong Kong, China, Brazil, you know, they were there. It was easy to do business
2: with them. Seamless? Is it really seamless? Seamless.
3: No no issues.
2: Do you still have to stay on top of them? I mean, uh, you know, Uh, as an entrepreneur, knowing your business as well as you do... Uh, you still have to kind of educate the banker sometimes, don't you?
3: Yes, uh, you know, account managers change. Uh, They don't know your business. New one comes in. You have to re-educate them and re-educate them. And uh, even if you have a, you know, a good track record, uh, you know, the account manager doesn't necessarily know it or understand your business. And uh, as a small business, you have a lot of, you know, uh tangibles and intangibles and uh, the bigger banks just look at you know the tangibles so bottom line is unless you have a good relationship you know uh, you're going to be in for a tough fight
2: you're in the it sector we all know that things change rapidly i mean everything is going at 100 miles an hour how do you stay on top of the next best thing uh you just
3: have to watch, read, look, talk to people. Uh, it's, uh, you know, I like uh, talking with a lot of people in the security world, so I know what they're working on, innovators in this world. Um, you know, the, there's always new stuff out there. Is it good? Will it last till next year? Who knows?
2: Do you find yourself, do you have a lot of competition, and how do you deal with them?
3: Um in the environment in telsys that i'm work you know that we've targeted um we have the big guys and then there's no one else so we're one of the small guys out there and uh, you know every month we add more customers and more customers and uh, the big guys can't really compete because they're too expensive for the small and medium size business uh, so then you have the other people in the environment We're mainly involved in you know managed co-location other people do co-location they rent space it's real estate so you put your rack there you put your servers there you know is there a firewall there who knows who's gonna manage it well I don't know uh, we will go run into the center and see if it works uh, we're in a in a different environment we wanna you know control all the variables for the customer, uh, we know their information is critical, it's critical to their business, and uh, we want to make sure we're part of their solution, not
2: the other so, way. So I guess several years ago, before you started, you had this vision saying, you know what, the big boys just can't handle this, you saw a gap in the market, right? and you filled it. That's right. It's as, as simple as that.
3: Yep, it's as simple as that. <laughs>
2: if everything were only so simple you know i'd love to uh, to bring kevin into the conversation now as we talk about security and the simple things that some small media sized businesses can't really either they don't know they're not a, or, or they or they they don't know they can do efficiently effectively and not pay a fortune we're talking a little bit we're talking about a data center with telsys we're talking about backups and security uh kevin can i just get your thoughts you know of the challenges that an sme faces today with backup and security and what they're maybe what you see they're not doing
4: well that's the big question is what they're not doing nobody knows a lot of people uh never check their backup tapes They never really look at what's going on uh they might be using some little usb drive that they picked up for 50 bucks and they're they're relying on this to, to house all their backups uh, they don't realize that every time they overwrite that drive they're erasing history and they, they it limits how far they can go back and uh, a lot of companies don't know how easy it is to add on to these services and to uh, get a few layers in their backup strategy or, or make it somebody else's problem altogether and, and sort of uh, take that off their plate. Which is kind of where a Philip may come in that they make it his problem. Now, from a
2: cost standpoint, I mean, has cost come down over the years? What can, what can small business owners expect to, to pay? Or is there a ballpark idea of what they could set up? Uh,
3: what we're seeing right now is uh, the better uh, quality products are selling per capacity They're agentless, so uh, they don't care what, you know, if you're running a Mac, Linux, the OS, an AS400. uh, Everything's based on capacity, and most of these backups are done block by block versus file by file. Uh, A lot of the cheap uh, backup solutions that are out there are file by file. People have to understand that if their server crashes, their file-by-file won't help them out that much because they have to reconstruct their server. And uh, anyone knows, with the operating system and all the backups that are out, uh, all the different versions of upgrades that are out there, uh, an organization could be down for a couple of days.
2: And it's not just about the hardware. I presume it's also about the policies and how... I mean, how how entrepreneurs, I mean, it could be an office of two, three, four, you know, just a few people. And are people checking their backups? I
4: mean, how do they even know that everything is secure and safe? And getting a, a bit of a plan in place, so uh, not just for backups, but for an entire office-wide uh, disaster recovery plan is really important. Um, it's not something that you have to spend, you know, weeks developing, but coming up with some sort of continuity plan so that if your server room does get a, like, get flooded or catch fire or something like this, um, that you not only can get your, uh, your data back and onto a computer, but they, you have a place to put your people so that they can work on this data.
1: On Today's Entrepreneur, our guests, Kevin Ammerman, IT Director from Flor Landau, and uh, Philip Schumacher of TelSys Communications. I'm wondering at what point a small business owner would consider um, using IT services from the outside instead of
4: just figuring it out on their own. Uh, well, well, I think the, the easiest answer is cost. If you're, if you're a business that doesn't want to invest in, in having someone on-site full-time, uh, or if you're, uh, you're, you're an owner or maybe a controller of a company who is finding themselves uh, spending more and more time on these IT issues or, or even worse, not, not spending time on the IT issues and just letting them slide, then it's time to start looking outside. And again, it doesn't have to be a terribly costly experience. You, know, you, you get somebody in for an hour or two to take a look at the situation and uh, make some recommendations and then hopefully follow those recommendations and carry on. Uh, but a couple of hours a month of IT support goes a long, long way.
2: Philip, in your business, I mean, you you, you started, you've, you're growing. As you said, you have customers calling in and signing up every month. At what level do you see these clients? Like, at what level are their businesses that they're outsourcing this function to you?
3: Um, well, we target different uh, customer types. Uh, if we're talking about small and medium businesses, uh, uh, prime examples are, you know, they need one server, they need their operating systems, they need you know someone to maintain it right now they might be using an external person to do it they drive in spend two hours here do this um it's not in a controlled environment if you have a crash what do you do you know will the person be there right away uh sla or s- uh, service level agreements uh, are extremely important and uh Uh, Most of the smaller organizations out there do not have IT personnel on staff. So how are they going to increase their productivity if they don't look at more efficient means of controlling?
2: And I think security also becomes a big issue and I'm I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts not just on the backup, but the security and how do people stop the spam and stop the, the violations of their own computer. Today's entrepreneur on a CJAD,
1: Dan Delmar, and Fuller-Landau's Josh Miller. Also in studio from Fuller-Landau is Kevin Ammerman. He takes care of IT there. And uh, Philip Schumacher of Telsys Communications, 845 on CJAD.
0: For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller-Landau, chartered accountants, and business advisors. Click on flmontreal.com.
1: Welcome back to today's Entrepreneur Inspiring Stories from Outstanding Business People. Dan Delmar along with Fuller Landau's Josh Miller, also from Fuller Landau is Kevin Ammerman. He takes care of IT there. And uh, Philip Schumacher, our guest of uh, Telsys Communications, so obviously IT the theme today. And uh, whenever we talk IT, we, we must
2: talk about security. No question about it. And I guess with the, the little entrepreneur, the kind of one-man show to you know the hundreds of, of employees, there's got to be different. Options or solutions out there, Kevin. What can you tell us that maybe some of the options and some of some of the things that
4: entrepreneurs might not know about security? Um, well, again, it's it's a matter of approachability. So, so knowing that you, you should be putting something in place, uh, that the the little router that comes with your internet connection probably isn't going to do the job for you. It's really really important to add something a little bit more robust in there, um, and not only for security, but they add extra features. So it adds in uh, things like remote access and uh, spam filters as well. So it, it cleans up your email a little bit. And then the next level is to take it to, to a hosted solution where, where you're, you're offshoring that to, uh, to another provider who might be able to help you out and uh, manage that for you and add a lot more of a, a, a robust and managed solution to your, to your environment. Now we're talking about
2: trying to avoid viruses or trying to avoid or trying to not get people to break
4: into your system? Uh, it's, these days, it's almost the same thing. So uh, viruses are just one way that people will try to get into your system. So uh, spam, viruses, uh, people attacking transactions in process, uh, they're all sort of different, different flavors of the same uh, attacks that are trying to get into your system. Um, we don't see traditional viruses like viruses that are trying to crash your computer. Uh, those aren't so common anymore. Uh, these days, most viruses are actually tools that hackers are using to try and gain control of your computer and, and make it do something else.
2: And is it, uh, I guess, uh, so you don't have to worry about somebody coming in and I guess planting a big bug and your computer is going to crash. Are there simple? I mean, is it expensive? Is it is it cheap to find some of these softwares and is uh, it software you need or is it something more complicated?
4: Well, it r- really depends on the scale. So so a small, small office, uh, a small firewall costing 100 $200 is, is, is plenty as long as it's set up properly. And that's the key, making sure it's set up properly. And again, your antivirus software usually works out to about $50 per computer. But it's really important to make sure that it's in place and that it's, it's the good stuff. It's not setting off false alarms. It's not, it's not trying to sell you more software or anything like this. It's something that just works in the background and, and that you know works.
1: Can the average business owner just go to a computer store, pick up the antivirus software, install it themselves? Do you think it's, it's easy enough for them to do that?
4: Um, it's simply enough, yes, but again, you got to make sure, and you, and it's a good idea to ask for some opinions on this, to make sure that you're getting something that not only works, but works in the background and is quiet and just does the job for you.
2: And when we talk, I guess that's antivirus. I guess now there, this other buzzword is firewall. Mm -hmm. What does firewall mean? Is that a software? Is that a, is that a hardware? Like how does somebody set up a firewall?
4: Most computers come with a very, very simple firewall installed on them these days, uh, but that is def- not sufficient for, for most users. Um, it, it, it does help for attacks within your own network, but in terms of protecting you f- uh, from uh, online attacks, or more importantly for uh, protecting your servers, uh, it just doesn't do the job. So it's really important to have some sort of uh, well-maintained firewall that is watched over and ideally has some redundancy built in so that if, if your, your business is relying on this connection, that it is really protective. And I
2: guess you know as as we talk about the firewalls and security, it's something that I mean myself, I certainly don't know enough about, but at the very least, the entrepreneur has to know that you got to do something, you got to do something to protect your data, whether it's having it offsite at a data management center uh, as Telsys does, or you have your own redundant systems or backup. Certainly you have to have some policies to enforce it. but it is a minefield out there, and the the more the entrepreneurs just don't know about it. They have to inform themselves. Uh, it's, it's far too easy for something to go wrong.
1: If you don't know, find someone who does. And if you don't know, find somebody who does. Today's Entrepreneur continues. It's uh, 853 on CJ80.
0: For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, Chartered Accountants, and Business Advisors. Click on flmontreal.com.
1: 8.55, Today's Entrepreneur, our guest this evening, Philip Schumacher of Telescope Communications and Kevin Ammerman, IT Director uh, from Fuller-Landau. And uh, Josh, let's continue on uh,
2: when it when it comes to security, very important issue. You know, I I could see Philip uh, kind of holding his uh, his thoughts as, as Kevin was talking. Before we wrap up, uh, Philip, and before we get your, your real thoughts and words of wisdom for Today's Entrepreneur, uh, can you tell us what was running through your head as we were talking about firewalls and security?
3: Well, a lot of people leave... Uh Uh, you know, their access open. They need VPN connections so they have a secure way into their network. A lot of people don't have firewalls, do not have VPN connections. It causes a lot of problems. They bring in notepads that go into the network and they infect the network. Um, These software hackers of this day create robots and the robots are there to deliver some information or gather some information so you know uh security is you know it's like an insurance policy on your company uh, you could take the risk and take the gamble uh, but most of the time you'll have to call the fire truck
2: excellent and as, as we talk and as we were listening to to your I guess entrepreneurial story what words of advice would you give to today's entrepreneur as they run their business
3: Well, I feel, you know, the first thing, they have to serve their customer properly. You know, they pay everyone's bills. So if you lose, you know, the focus of who is bringing the bread to the table, uh, you're going to have a major problem. Secondly, you got to treat your staff properly with respect. And if you can be part of their growth and evolution uh, in their career, go for it. Um, You know, mentor, offer your experiences uh... allow innovation live a balanced life you know you got a family life you gotta work you gotta have a family life don't create roadblocks for innovation or anything within your organizations and you know what i think what's very important is patience and perseverance if you do that you could go on and enjoy life
2: all all great thoughts uh... dan if i can uh bring up uh, a couple of takeaways and one that's just a little bit different than we've been hearing in the past, objectivity, taking the emotion out of it. You know that's something that's resonating with me that Philip spoke about earlier on Yes, it's sometimes really difficult. You're talking about your baby, it's your business, you want to grow it. It may be for your children or for your spouse, or you're taking it on as the next generation. It's sometimes really difficult to take that emotion out of it. You know you want to succeed, you know you might be doing it for X number of people, but to have that objectivity, to take a step back, to kind of look at it from either a bird's eye view, even if it's to bounce an idea off of somebody else, keep that objectivity, is hugely important and I think for any entrepreneur out there that is one of the best pieces of advice and if there's anything they took away from this conversation this gentleman's experience it is absolutely that not an easy thing but something that is crucial to any business of course the security and firewalls and all that Scare the living hell out of me too, but uh, but maintain the objectivity, and you can deal with all those issues, and that's what's really important. And you can't do everything, and that's certainly uh, clear when it comes to IT more than almost any other
1: aspect of your business. Exactly, Josh Miller. Uh, thanks so much. We'll see uh, you next Monday night. Next Monday night at 7 p.m. Total Entertainment is our guest. Excellent, should be very entertaining. <laughs> and uh, thank you to Kevin Ammerman, also from Fuller Landau, and Philip Schumacher of Telcist Communications. You can reach Fuller Landau at five. 5- 148752865 or visit their website which is www.flmontreal.com uh, back again on today's entrepreneur once again next Monday night at 7 p.m. and uh, coming up next on CJAD it's Delmar at night